Global business news 24 hours a day at Bloomberg.com, the Radio Plus mobile app, and on your radio. This is a Bloomberg Business Flash. From Bloomberg World Headquarters, I'm Charlie Pellet. A record day for NASDAQ, up 23 points. The Dow and S&P declined. S&P down two points. Uh, the Dow down by 66. After the bell, and we were just talking about Alphabet, it did report second quarter revenue that met analyst projections, but it fell short of the most optimistic estimates. The 10-year down 5.30 seconds. The yield there, 2.26%. Gold up 40 cents. The ounce to 12.55. West Texas Intermediate Crude up 68 cents a barrel to 46.45, a gain of 1.5%. I'm Charlie Pellet. That's a Bloomberg Business Flash. This is your Bloomberg Real Estate Report. I'm Denise Pellegrini. We talk a lot about how all real estate is local. Well, Doug Duncan, chief economist at Fannie Mae, says local regulations are one of the things making it difficult to build the affordable housing there's so much pent-up demand for. Part of the problem is is that a lot of the restrictions on development are local. So you, there's not really a federal law that you can pass. You need to attack it jurisdiction by jurisdiction. And Duncan says you can see that demand for entry-level homes in almost every U.S. metro. If within market you compare low-priced home pace of appreciation compared to middle-priced home compared to upper price, in every jurisdiction, uh, the low-priced homes are appreciating fastest. And Duncan says when you look at real wages, salaries in the construction industry have surpassed the pre-recession peak, but there's no flood of workers jumping in. And that's your Bloomberg Real Estate Report. I'm Denise Pellegrini. You're listening to Bloomberg Markets with Carol Masser and Corey Johnson on Bloomberg Radio. So there's a company out there. It's called RideSell and it counts, for instance, BMW as a customer. Coastal Ventures, by the way, BMW iVentures and UC Berkeley and USC, all investors in that company. Let's talk about what RideSell is up to. It's a ride-sharing, car-sharing software platform company. Uh, Arjav uh, Travetti, he is founder and chief executive officer at RideSell on the phone in San Francisco. Nice to have uh, you here with Corey and myself. Tell us a little bit more about what you guys are doing specifically. Sure. Great to speak to you, Carol and Corey. Um, so at RideSell, we've made a platform that um, our customers use for running, scaling, um, large car sharing, ride sharing, and now autonomous services. Uh, we help our customers like the AAA launch, um, you know, innovative car sharing services that they then scale to multiple cities. Um, fundamentally, we are enabling the growth of shared mobility today and autonomous mobility in the near future. Wait, let me, let me take that back. So uh, AAA doing something innovative, like what? what like what are they doing that they need your help with? I, I, not that I doubt them. Yeah. Beyond I'm, I'm bothering, no, no. beyond bothering Corey with their monthly newsletter and money. I'm, I'm very happy with Triple A. They're very nice to me. I get nice discounts at little hotels. And, and, and I, I think, I think uh, you'd be surprised that they would share, uh, you know, sort of, uh, the humor that you're, uh, using. So the Triple A in the, in the Bay Area here, uh, has launched a, what is called a one-way car sharing service. There's 250 cars in Berkeley and Oakland that you can pick up or drop off anywhere in Berkeley or Oakland. And, uh, you know, it, the way that is, this is different from Zipcar, for instance, is, you know, when you take a Zipcar, you gotta return back to where you picked it up. So you can't go to grocery, you know, you can't walk to the grocery store and take a Zipcar back, right? You gotta return it back. You can't commute to work in a zip car. It'll cost you maybe 80 bucks. So what one-way car sharing does is, you know, 250 cars right now, anywhere in Berkeley or Oakland, pick them up, 
uh, at any public parking spot. They're usually within five minutes walk of you. Drive them anywhere you want to go, pay by the mile. And uh, what this does is it, it, it sort of is a it, it's a subscription to a car, right? You don't need to own a car anymore. If, so if uh, I want to, I'm, I'm, so yeah. unlike a taxi, if I want to walk down to the AAA. And, uh, at, at 51st and Piedmont Avenue and, and in Oakland and, and, and pick up one of their cars or I can drive it to Kermit Lynch Wine Merchants in Berkeley and just leave it in the parking lot there? Yeah, and you don't even have to walk to the AAA. There's probably going to be, there is probably one right five minutes of view at, uh, you know, a parking spot that's you know, available for at least two hours. So it's parked by the, it's in a partnership with the city, and the city enables these cars to be parked at any public spot. And the reason they do that is because when you launch a service like this, uh, as UC Berkeley has done research, you know, each car replaces seven to nine cars because people don't need to own a car. So, Arjav, what you're doing, though, is you provide the platform, the software, for others to participate in the ride-sharing space. That's correct. Um, you know, the uh, think of it as, you know, everything other than the car is yeah. provided by RideShell in terms of technology. And one of the, in many ways, we are democratizing the ride-sharing and the car-sharing and soon the autonomous markets because, uh, you know, one of the things that is hard for a new player to do is they sort of have to build this entire stack from scratch. And to run a good service, you, you know, you need to understand machine learning and AI, but you need to marry it to operations, right, because it's almost like having 250 different car rental locations in two cities and we help solve that problem how many customers do you have uh, we have over 20 customers now amongst them uh, bmw AAA, google um, and uh, we are uh, you know over the last year we have grown from less than 25 to over 100 employees uh, it doesn't look like it's going to slow down um, so we uh, we now have offices in europe uh, in japan and in india we are setting one up and we have a presence in australia um, and the, this is a worldwide phenomenon. Uh, it's interesting too that it, uh, that you've got so many players that aren't called Uber, right? That are that are getting involved in this. <laughs> kind of every well, see, I mean, really, I mean, we've got every, every, all the major car makers, uh, a lot of the minor car makers too. Things like AAA, that I wouldn't have thought about, uh, but recognize that they want to protect their brand or protect their business in a, in a new uh, car world order. That's correct. I think there's two forces driving this. The first is what you mentioned. Whether you're a car company or an insurance company, uh, you know, in many ways as auto sales move towards fleets, as you know, whether it is Uber or Lyft or Zipcar uh, here or Ola in India, as they buy more vehicles, your ability to, you know, manage your market, you know, your, your demand continues to decline. And so each of these players really needs to become a player in the shared mobility market. Um, I think the other aspect of this is, and this will probably surprise you, uh, if you had a magic wand and you could wave it and turn all the cars in the world autonomous, you know, Uber and Ola and Didi, they would all shut down. And let me explain that because it's an extraordinary claim. Uh, Today, if you are an Uber driver, right, one of two million drivers, you think of Uber as your job and you're happy to clean your car and fuel your car and maintain your car because you drive for Uber. Uh, if tomorrow your car turns autonomous, now you think of that car as the new earning member of your family. You want the car to go to work, and you want whoever is running the ride-sharing service to do the maintenance, to do the fueling, to do the cleaning. These are hard problems. Imagine doing this for two million cars, right? The only, only player in the world that does that in a much more organized way is probably enterprise rent a car. But and so that's where you see these partnerships like Avis and Waymo emerge. I kind of get it. But, Arja, I mean, to be fair, you guys kind of started off in, initially, from what I understand, as something that would be a ride-riding share service a la Uber, but then you guys 
kind of transformed into providing the platform for others to create ride-sharing spaces, correct? Absolutely. Okay. Yes, but I kind of get it. As, as the automakers are looking at maybe a younger generation who says, I don't have to own my own car, um, they've got to figure out how to compete with the Ubers of the world or the Lyfts of this world. And so if they can kind of make their own fleets, offer their own fleets where people can use a car, you know, and make it kind of very seamless like Uber does – that's how they stay in the game. Indeed. And and I think what I was referring to with my earlier um, sort of theory was in, in, what we're seeing also is that the ride-sharing leaders need to expand their repertoire to include, uh, you know, skills on how do you manage, you know, two million, a fleet of two million cars. And so within our prospect base, we see not just the, the old-school companies wanting to disrupt themselves, but also the ride-sharing players that now need to expand their set of skills to manage more and more cars. Fascinating. Uh, yeah, it really is. Um, changing. Uh, one, we want to take uh, twenty seconds. What's one company we should keep an eye out that's doing a lot of stuff in this area? Uh, sorry, could you repeat that? Twenty seconds. Ten seconds left. One one company doing a lot in this area. We, we're not paying attention to. Um, probably Triple uh, A. All right. Well, Triple A. We'll keep an eye on that. I'll, it's a fascinating example and great stuff. Um, really great stuff. Very cool. Our job, Trevetti, CEO of a company called Ride Sell. Appreciate that. Yeah, Carol, we're seeing these changes all over the place. Yep. I'm still walking home today, though. <laughs> I'd like to, but it involves a swim through the Hudson. All right, you're Triathlon. listening to Come on. Bloomberg Radio.